This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Consignment Heroes, heard Sunday afternoons at 1 on Zoomer Radio. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Consignment Heroes, Heard Sunday afternoons at 1 on Zoomer Radio. How to sell your stuff. How to get rid of stuff. Paul Kenny and his son Bogart from Storage Wars Canada are about to unlock the secrets to stuff on Zoomer Radio. What sort of value do they put on your stuff? That depends on how well you sell it. As we begin taking your calls on Consignment Heroes... The one-hour phone-in show, all about stuff. Good afternoon. We are live, and our phone lines are open. If you have a rare or interesting item or a collection of something, and you're wondering about its real-time market value, you can call in right now to talk to two experts. They made fame and fortune dealing in other people's stuff. They are Paul Kenny and Bogart Kenny from Storage Wars Canada and Northern Treasures. So whether you have gold, silver, fine china, figurines, sports cards, or other memorabilia, maybe antique record players or TVs or stereos, you can call in and get a free assessment right here on this show. Again, our number is 416-360-0740. That's 416-360-0740. If you're out of town, we have a toll-free line. It is 1-866-740-4740. That's 1-866-740-4740. Are we crazy? We all got here. The question yeah. is, can we get out of here? <laughs> oh, no, no. This is crazy today. Yeah. Like, everyone's driving like four miles an hour like they've never seen snow before. I, but actually, it's good because we haven't – anyone that's actually – this is like natural selection today. The idiots are sliding off the road that was in an accident. I had to leave my car in a ditch. Yeah, way no. to go. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's a little bit like natural selection. We don't have to worry about them for the rest of the week. It is nastier than just a snowstorm yeah. out. No, no, it yeah, is worse. It is worse. And it's helpful that everyone's saying everyone to stay home. But we're here to help everyone along. But I also want to go before – I always miss this. We are on prime time. Storage Wars Canada changed the name to Storage Wars Northern Treasures. We are actually prime time Ooh. Wednesday nights on A and E, and we're also on Sundays. We're on uh, uh, City TV, and I think they're bringing us back to OLN. You're everywhere all the I time. Know. And guess how much money me and Bogart are making out of this? If if you I have us on pod, if anyone's if, wondering, that's if they have a camera, I'm showing zeros right now. So that's why we still have to work for a living. Okay. Oh, there's no uh, residuals. Yeah, no we residuals. get no residuals. I see. We okay. did not sign a really good deal. Bogart just wanted to be on TV. My wife wanted to get him out of the house. Here, take Bogart, give him a job. This Thanks. is what happened. Thanks. That's really selling me. So although you guys still live online, you don't get money when shows repeat. That's no, interesting. But we get to see us and say, look how smart I was back then. <laughs> look how young I was. Yeah. <laughs> look how young I was. Yeah, but we're on. it's going to be coming back to OLN, and, uh, but it's, it's kind of neat to see it. I mean, I, some of them I haven't seen because I was so busy filming, we didn't have a chance to look at them when they were on TV. Yeah, so and now see how the edit comes out. Yeah. yeah. And I want to like, make sure that people know that we, Bogart and I, are much, much smarter than we are on the show. In real You're life. Worried? You're worried that people <laughs> see worried. on the show and go, uh-oh. uh-oh. We, we look pretty uh-oh. stupid sometimes. Yeah, I'm not going to trust these guys. No, I always say that, that um, your brilliance was kept hidden until the episode where you guys end up with the arcade games, you know, the interactive hydraulic race car games. Oh, yeah. And then, uh, was that not the biggest item you guys had ever sold on the show? Was it 50 or 100 grand for that thing? Uh, 48, no, we could have got, if we put 10 grand into it, we could have got more. Right. We got four, We bought them for 20 and we sold them for 48,000. Yeah, but that was the one show where it demonstrated your negotiation skills, your marketing tactics and your sales ability yeah and i thought oh this is a different show than oh i found a goofy flute made out of you know not that you guys had you know like some weirdo object and you go to some weirdo store and figure out what it is this was an actual big deal that was the first time that we turned down the offer oh yeah somewhere else they the the, the producers of the show got some guy who did mall stuff and i said you you know that you know we have the horse in the mall where you put a quarter in and yeah yeah it goes, it goes up, up and, down. and down yeah yeah he had one of those type of things he tells us our stuff's not worth anything so i went into hyperdrive the next day i called like i said i got this is not going to work so i went and called a lot of other people like four or five people i said trying to sell this thing and i we got some it's actually don after the auctioneer on the show who helped us out oh really okay oh yeah and uh we made the deal and uh, it was good and they they knew what they were getting this other guy that the show got it's like, and I even said, I said, this guy's a nothing. Yeah, it's a lightweight. 
And I almost got in trouble for it, but I said, no, this is our money we are dealing with. I'm not giving this away. Yeah, that was an actual big deal. Yeah. That was a deal deal. Yeah. If it was $10 or $20, I don't care. But if it's like this kind of money, I says, no, there's real money. These things cost 110000 We had six of them. Yeah, to so me, look to the race car episode. That, hel- that, that helps your image, right? That's yes. a good idea. Yeah, where you come out, you look like a genius and a great negotiator. Yeah, no, I, I did well. Well, Roy wanted to get out. I could have bought Roy out early. He was actually just, you know, he says, no, I don't want to do this. You know, and I says, no, no, this is actually good. This is behind the scenes stuff. But it was, the, it's all done. It all went well with that. We got the money and they're happy with it, you know, but that's what we do. And I, I, sh- I should say something else. Promoting us and promoting me and Bogart. Uh, last week we were talking about the Raptors and the Leafs. Uh, I think we're going to be getting more chance of going to Raptors games than Leafs games so far. And Bogart's <laughs> right. got a Raptor on. Can you show that? On no, no. You're not going to show your no, Raptor no, tattoo? No. He's you got, got a Raptor tattoo? Yeah. He's got a Raptor Whoa. tattoo and a pair of aces on his arm. Let me see. Don't show the camera. Show me. <laughs> no, <laughs> he actually does. Oh, wow. When did that happen? Two years ago. Oh, that? my God. We, no, we are actually, too. he is actually a Raptors fan. You know? Raptors well, I would fan. think so. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but we're going to, going on May uh, 4th, 5th, and 6th, Bogart and I, me, for sure me, but probably Bogart, are going to go meet Bobby Orr, Joe Montana, and Cal Ripken Jr. are all wow. coming to one show in Toronto at the International Center, the Sports Cards Expo. Also, it's going to be Davey Winfield, Timmy Raines, Jack Morris, um, Brian Trache, Mark. Hey, everyone remember, you, you, you're old enough to remember uh, Bossy, Gillies, and Trache? Uh, no, I'm New young, York Islanders. Young man. Oh. <laughs> young man. <laughs> okay, now the, the, all the, the, this show is going to be loaded with people, and we're going to be there as well. It's at the International Center on that weekend. And next week, we'll probably have a guy, we're going to bring an interview with the guy who runs the show, and he's going to talk more about it. But, like, this, so he's going to have Ted Lindsay. You know, your dad would like Bobby Orr. If you were going to get present, everyone likes Bobby Orr. Yeah, everyone. Yeah, but if you were going to get a present for your dad, would he not appreciate a signed Bobby Orr picture? Uh, tell me how much it costs. <laughs> happiness don't... has a price. How it's much not... does it cost? See, you're not an ideal customer. There are people out there that the memory means more than the actual price. Or Joe Montana. Joe Montana's personally cost me a lot of money. Over what do you the mean? Years. What? Why? <laughs> Because I always bet against them. No. Oh, I see. And so Cal just say Rick- you owe me a uh, hundred signatures on rare sporting goods. Yeah, I don't know if that'll work, but Cal Rickham Jr. But we'll talk about this more later on. But it's at the International Center. You got to like pencil this in. You'll be able to see us, and we're going to talk to some of these people that are there. But even if we're not enough of a reason to go there. Bobby Orr, Joe Montana, and Cal Ripken Jr. is enough reason to go out, get out that day, and see some real sports. Few autographs go. worth going after. Sports few handshakes you want to do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. We should tell you that uh, Paul and Bogart have a store. It's located in Richmond Hill, right on Young Street in Richmond Hill, just north of Major McKenzie. The actual address is 10,341 Young Street. 10,341 Young Street. You can go in there. You can consign your high-value goods, or you can sell your high-value goods, gold, silver, fine art, whatever you have. Uh, They also do a number of services, especially for those downsizing or dealing with uh, maybe somebody who has an entire house that needs to be cleaned out full of old junk at first sight, possibly worth millions at second closer inspection. If you're doing an estate sale or you're looking for somebody to give you a value on a, on a house full of items you're, you're not clear about, you can give them a call at the store. The number is 905-737-GOLD. That's 905-737-4653. The number to call in right now to the station is 416-360-0740. Phone lines are jammed. Yeah. We should probably get to okay. some of them. Uh, Dave and Barry is our first caller. Dave? Good afternoon. How are you? I'm good. And what do you have? <laughs> I have about 30 pieces of uh, silver dollars okay. uh, from, uh, say, about 1958 to 1966. Okay. They're going to be just the silver value on, but that's going to be yeah. actually very good for you. So yeah. it's going to be uh, 21 times, and there's 0.6 of an ounce in each silver dollar. Okay. He's literally on his calculator doing the math. He wants to You're give going you to be an exact value. Oh, I'm just telling you, time's You're going to be getting around almost $11 per silver dollar. Now, okay. you say you have 30 of them? So about that, yes. About that, okay. Well, $330. Now, that's the same thing. If you have four quarters before 1966, they're going to be worth approximately 11 I think it's 1077 right now. Um, they're going to be right. worth the same thing. If you have two half dollars... 
And I, if I know, if I tell you what ten, if I ask you a question, how much is ten dimes worth? You're going to be able to tell me the same answer, right? <laughs> yeah. So no, that's how it works. We also buy the nickels and pennies. Uh, we'll take all the older stuff, any kind of coins like that. But you're blessed because they're going to be silver. It's like how we buy the, you know, those Olympic sets you used to get in 1976, and people right. have them and they come in little boxes of four and boxes of 28. Well, each yep. box of yep. four is uh, 4.32 ounces. But who's counting? I guess we are. <laughs> okay, so Sounds if you good. have 10 dimes, yeah. that equals a dollar, it has the exact same silver weight as a dollar, silver exactly. dollar. Same thing with a quarter, so four quarters. Yeah, yeah, it all works out the same. And, I, and we all thought Bogart back wasn't listening, money was eh? smart. That was, that's <laughs> back when our money was smart. Yeah, that's It's another thing, like the U.S. dollar, I don't know about the Canadian dollar yeah. now, but the U.S. dollar used to be exactly six inches, right, in length. So you could use it to measure things and stuff like that. What? Oh, yeah, there's all sorts of little things. The, the small US dollar. U.S. money, not our money. But yeah. yeah, it used to be the big, went from the big dollar to the small dollar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But and money used to be useful in a number of ways. And it used to be called, the dollar was a silver certificate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could trade day. it in. Redeemable for, well, silver. Yeah, for <laughs> silver. Or 22 grains or something of gold. Right, I Dave, hope I helped. The answer is 333. Oh, by all means, you certainly did help me. All right, Appreciate good stuff. It. Our next caller is Thank Dan you. in Mississauga. Dan, welcome to Consignment Heroes. You're live on Zuma Radio. Oh, my God, how's things today? Pretty good. Pretty good. Okay. I can't hear. I can't. I didn't make what you said there. You're on the road, eh? Yes, sir, I am. I'm on the fall tree doing about 60 clicks, and that's about it. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, don't go any faster. Hope you have a Bluetooth on. Now, so, what was your question, sir? I have a collection of die-cast race cars. Okay. And I, yeah, I'd like to get rid of them. Okay, the only way is consignment. Um, Why are they expensive? Yeah, it depends. Yeah, die cast have... rate. Yeah, is it F one? Is it NASCAR? Is it just yeah. old muscle cars? What and what? What size? How big? Are they? Yeah. Uh, I started collecting nineteen ninety two. These are all NASCAR, and I got over twelve hundred cars in my collection. Oh my god! <laughs> wow. Okay. Wow. Um, uh, yep, we can help you. It's going to take a lot. First thing, we're going to send you to a doctor. No, sorry. No, I'm okay. On um, no, there are people with large collections like that, but we can help with this. Um, if there, you have them still in the packages, or are you taking them out on display? Almost all of them are still in the packages. Okay. Now, do you have this? Do you have the one twenty fourth scale? What kind of size do you have? The six inch ones or the two inch ones? I have some. Uh, 124 scale. Yep. I've got about 20 that are 143 scale, and the rest are all 164 scale. Okay. Um, and you have the desirable ones like the number three Dale Earnhardt series, and you know even back to the 90s stuff like that. Yeah, I got I started in 1992 with these. Okay. Now, did you buy any back issue, or did you just buy the new as they came out? I bought them new as they came out. Uh, okay. Some of them have mistakes on them too. Yep. Now, some will be good. Uh, some like this, we'll have to go through a list, but most of the time we do this by consignment. They'll have to be auctioned off. Some of the individual ones we can sell individually, but a lot of times it'll go out in groups or else we'll be selling these things forever. Um, and some, like I say, the, there's not as many people collecting as they used to, okay? Like a car, a car that cost you $129 brand new might typically sell for $65, $45 in the aftermarket. Yeah, and the sport's in a bit of a lull right now. Yeah. 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 So this is part of it right there. But uh, don't feel bad. No, there's still value to them, but it's going to take some work. That's the only thing. And uh, it'll be a sad day when you, you, you're probably going to keep one or two and get rid of the rest, right? Yeah. I don't want to run the packages. I know I can value them. So it's all the ones that are still in the package. Like I, I can bring them up to your store. I got no, 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 no. My staff will kill me. No, we have to. <laughs> we have to talk. We have to talk in advance. Even I know how big twelve hundred cars is. So yeah. um, call me during the week, and we'll make arrangements for this. You can call me at nine zero five seven three seven four six five three. If you had seven, I'd say bring them up to the store. Twelve hundred. Um, we have to have a plan. Okay. That's the best way to put it. But we can help you. It's not... Yeah, for a collection of 1,200, you're going to have to... I mean, you don't want to put them online. That's like a day of work just alone, just cataloging them, right? Yeah, no, no, it's more than that. Like, we do large collections. We just did a collection we're working on right now. A collection guy's got $240,000 in sports cards. Okay. Yeah. So it's... But what has he got, 1,200? So even if they sold at 20 bucks 
a piece on average. You're talking about like twenty four, twenty five. I haven't seen them yet. Collection. Wow. Yeah, we'll have to take a look. You've you've actually spent some serious money, sir, haven't you, on these? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But hey, everything's got its time, and we can help you with it. Okay. Give me a call during the week, and I'm sure we can help you. I can't give you a price over the phone on this um, without seeing them. Okay? Yeah, some of them will be worth hundreds and hundreds, and others yeah. will be worth five, ten, twenty bucks. Do you get any of them signed by the uh, race car drivers or anything like that? Uh, no, I never got any of them signed, but uh, I'll tell you what, a lot of those guys that drove those cars, I know them because I'm into racing myself. I work for a race team down in the States. Okay, now I got a question for you. This might be a little bit off. You got your die-cast cars. Do you have any of the racing jackets? Some of those are very saleable for different teams. Uh, your uh, ticket stubs for and programs? Uh, uh, yeah, I've got programs. Yeah, some of those are worth money as well. Um, right. And like I say, it's the things that, you know how we talk. Some of the things you think are collectible are collectible. It's like... Uh, uh, someone collecting Roald Dalton's, okay, another person collecting um, lunch pails. Well, it's funny now that the lunch pails, the, the Roald Dalton's everyone thought was going to be a good investment are not, and there's a lot of them around. But if you want to get a 1960s uh, Beatles lunch pail, you're going to have to pay $1,200 for it, okay? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <coughs> yeah, so, yeah, like it's uh, a book that I used to use to, to value the cars. Yep. Yeah. It did the, uh, the old Hot Wheels from back in the 60s. Hot Wheels are good. Hot Wheels are red line Hot Wheels. Like I said, yeah. sir, you'll have to call us. Uh, come in and see us or uh, call me first. Make sure I'm there. You know what? This seems like a pretty complicated thing. Yeah. So, Dan, stay on the line. We're going to put you on hold, and our producer, Joshua, is going to swap your guys' info. Yeah, so you guys yeah. will be in closer contact. Just so I can help you. And our next caller uh, is Julie in Toronto. But before we go to Julie, we just want to remind we are live this, yep. uh, well, very snowy Sunday afternoon. We're here at the beautiful Zoomerplex taking your calls. This is Consignment Heroes, the show all about stuff. If you have a rare item or a collection of something and you're curious about its real-time market value, maybe it's old gold coins or broken up jewelry or old clothing that was designer stuff. Whatever it is. Maybe it's uh, plates. Maybe it's fine china, silverware, furniture, whatever you have. Sports memorabilia. Our phone lines are open and we have two studio experts here to uh, tell you what's what and what you can get for these things. Our number is 416-360-0740. That's 416-360-0740. And Julie in Toronto, how are you? I'm just fine, thanks. How are you doing? Good. Well, one of us has a tattoo and one of us doesn't. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's interesting. I don't have any. <laughs> you too. Okay, how can I help you? Uh, I don't know if this is worth anything or not, but I have my grandson's uh, baseball glove, and it has Ken Griffey Jr.'s signature in it. Now, is it a Ken Griffey Jr. model? That's probably what it is. Like, um, say you had a Mickey... Like, like you bought it signed. It wasn't signed in person? Is yeah. It's, it's not it's, live ink or sort of... It's thing. not signed by... Did you actually get Ken Griffey to sign it? Oh, boy. I'd have to ask my, my grandson. Well, yeah, but it's probably going to be a Ken Griffey model. And they'll sell for 20 to $30. You had a Mickey Mantle model. And see, they would endorse it back in 1960. And that might be worth $300. The Lou Gehrig models were $700. You know what I mean? I see. So... so if it's just a model, like you say... There's still value to them because people collect them that way. I see. I'll, I'll have to ask him. I didn't... I, I don't know for sure if, uh, if he actually... Because he, he's uh, 27 now, my yep. son. So I'm not sure if he got this a few years. He must have, obviously. Well, Griffey came in in 89, so that's around 27 years ago. Mm-hmm. Okay, and Griffey would have been, that would have been when he'd be endorsing six or seven years into his contract. He'd be doing endorsements and stuff. If your son picked this up when he's nine or ten years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we need to find out if this autograph is yeah. manufactured on the glove or if it's a live autograph, because that would change the complexion of it a little bit. Yeah, okay. but Griffey's still alive. Yeah, so. of course. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I, I looked him up on the internet. and uh, yeah, yeah. Do you have your son's Transformer games or, or comic books or... Uh, uh, that kind of stuff. His old magic cards. Oh no, I don't think so. He he wasn't really into baseball all that much. So I, I okay, was, I was surprised that he had this. Uh, this Maybe glove, some. So, but his dad was always buying him things. So 
Perfect. Okay, well, a little bit more research, and we can probably get you peg you down to a stronger number, whether that uh, autograph is live or manufactured. But thank you for your phone call. If it was live, it w- would it be that much more? It'd be probably about seventy-five dollars. Ken Griffey doesn't sign that much, but if, like I say, sometimes if he if you go at a show, he's going to charge you one hundred twenty-five to sign a glove. Okay. Okay. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Okay. That is another thing, though. When you go to these events and you go, well, I paid William Shatner $300 for his autograph, so therefore the autograph is worth 300 That's not how it works. What you're paying most of that is the meet and greet time. You got yeah. to stand clear near him, and he looked at your face and signed something. That's what you paid for. The yeah. autograph is not worth as much as the experience. That was, I should say, we got a second. I'm here. not railing on Shatner. I, no, I don't no. need to attack anybody. But I met Mickey Mantle. And uh, this is in Detroit, and I had one of his famous 1952 cards, which today sells between fifty and a hundred thousand dollars, two hundred thousand, three hundred thousand. Is this going to be a sad story? No, it's a good story. Okay. Because I handed it to him, and he says, "I haven't signed one of these in years." Now his handlers want to get me in and out as fast as possible because there's nine hundred people behind me. Mickey wants to talk to me about the card. Nice. Which was actually kind of cool. He stood up, shook my hand, and because I actually got the card signed, he said, sure, you want me to sign this? I says, yes. I says, I'm a fan. I says, I'm going to keep this card. I had it for about 30 minutes. I sold it. But- oh, man. <laughs> What'd you get for it? I ended up getting around 2000 And now it'd be worth 50 or 100 Oh, well, well, it wasn't in very good shape. Oh, that was I the see. reason I wanted to get okay, it signed. Gotcha. Yeah, but yeah. I also wanted to meet him as well. Yeah. We talked back and forth for a second. It was just a nice story. You know, that the, the handlers wanted to get me out of there. I met him. We talked for a minute. And he was like, he was almost like doing this. Stop. I want to talk to this guy. And Mr. That was Popular. Kind of, and that was kind of cool. Nice. But, and it was How the experience. How much did he charge you for that, by the way? Back then, I think it was $20. That's not bad. That's oh, not no, bad. it was great. But this, I'm going back 1970. 1980, 81, 82 in that area. Yeah. So this is a while ago. But today his autographs were 300 bucks. Pretty cool. Yeah. You're listening to Consignment Heroes. We're live on Zoomer Radio in studio with Paul Kenny and Bogar Kenny, who found fame and fortune dealing in stuff, specifically identifying value that most people overlook. If you have a question for them on this show, if you have a rare, interesting item or a collection of something, or maybe you're getting rid of an entire house full of contents in some sort of downsizing scenario, our phone number here at the station is 416-360-0740. You can also call Paul and Bogart at their store. It's located in Richmond Hill, right on Young Street. And you can go there during regular workweek hours. The number is... Uh, 905-737-GOLD. That's 905-737-4653. The address is 10,341 Young Street. We'll be right back. The following is a paid program. Hi, Paul Kenny here, Consignment Hero. Boxes are truly amazing things. They come in all shapes and sizes, and they do a remarkable job of storing your stuff. And the folks at Mississauga Cartons know how important it is to find the right box. For over 35 years, they've provided thousands of satisfied customers with a wide range of packaging, boxes, and shipping materials. I use them. So should you. Mississauga Cartons. Check them out at MississaugaCartons.com and be a hero like me. Watching Sam at work, you're reminded of mom's home cooking. Make it from scratch, never from a box. Mom would always say that. Having cabinets built by new generation is a lot like that. Because when you love what you do as much as Sam does, and you're as good at it as Sam is, would you serve your family prefab? New generation kitchens and bathrooms of Guelph. Made with love. From scratch. Call 519-836-8300 and meet Sam at his family-run factory. You're listening to AM740 and 96.7 FM downtown. Zoomer Radio. Welcome back to Consignment Heroes. We are live at the Zoomer Plex. Our phone number is 416-360-0740. Let's get back to the phone lines. Our next caller is Joy in Niagara Falls. Joy, how are you? I'm fine. And what do you have? Well, you were talking a couple of weeks ago about items with serial numbers, and some of them are valuable and some of them are not. I have two items with a whole bunch of sevens in them. Oh, these are these notes? One is a banknote. Okay. In dollar from 67. Yep. And all the serial numbers are sevens. All of them? Yes. That's called a solid block. Okay, that would be worth money. Yeah, all sevens. That's I really cool. have one, though. I don't have a collection of them. Just one. Well, of course you only have one because they're serial numbered. <laughs> no, <Okay>. sorry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
If they're all well, sevens, that would probably, I have to look, probably two, $300 for a book. If you have all fours, people collect all one serial number. Yeah, I thought it was interesting, so I just kept it. We used to have a name, um, um, Bullcrap Poker, that we used to have, and that would be a great bill for that. <laughs> but <laughs> on, uh, yeah, no, bills like that with all the same serial numbers on them are good, or I don't want to get into the the other ones, but any or any of the old bills with the... Um, uh, the king and the queen on them, the old queen. We talk about devil's face all the time. But people are trading in bills like crazy right now. We're getting a lot of bills in because the government is pretending it's going to demonetize them. They are not demonetized. You will not be able to go to your local metro store and use these ones and twos and thousands. But you will be able to bring them to the bank. But before you bring them to the bank, you should let us check them over first, okay? Right, okay. And I also have a magazine. Now, this is a really old magazine, and I think it was called Oh, better homes. Okay. It has a circulation number. No, no. Okay. No, that's just for a contest they were running or something like that. Don't worry about that. Um, oh, I thought it was interesting because it said circulation 7,770,000. So it's not worth anything then? Well, no, you can read it and then throw it away. Sorry, recycle it. Don't ever throw anything away. It's really old, though, so that's why I kept it. 1930s, 20s, 10? Uh, Well, probably since I'm in my 60s, probably the 50s. 50s is not that old when it comes to magazines. It's old if it comes yeah. to comics, sports cards, and stuff like that. But unless yeah, you're I talking track- Marilyn Monroe's first book, where she was on a red book. Yeah. Oh, did we lose her? Joy, we can't hear you. I didn't collect any comics. Sorry. No, no, but I'm just saying that's not old in that way, okay? All right, our next Thank caller you. is Cheryl in Toronto. Cheryl, how are you? Hello? We were losing her the whole time. Hi, Cheryl. We got Cheryl out. Hi, I'm here. Hi. What do you have? Um, my son came home from the Molson Indy, uh, probably around 2005, okay. with one of the tires from the cars what? that had actually raced. <laughs> how do you oh. just carry that out? Okay, so this On is... On the TTC. <laughs> On the TTC yet? Oh, okay. wow. No, no, that's not... Huh? I was going to say that, is it verified that it was raced that day, or was it like a tire that they ran in qualifying? Was it a tire that raced that day, and by um, which driver? My understanding was it raced. Mm. Okay. Um, and there is no way to prove that, though. I know. That's what I'm saying. It's Problems, very, very yeah. difficult, because sometimes what happens is that they'll sell these things as collectibles, and they're tires that they used for, like, testing or a scrub lap, and they might have 100 in the back yeah. of a truck, and they'll be like, oh, no, this came off the winning car. So it's very hard to verify these things. But, I mean, guys still want these in their garage yeah. or their man cave or whatever. They're pretty cool. What, it, what is the make of the tire? I would have to go to the basement and find it and check. I'm not sure. The okay. best stuff's always in the basement, eh? Mm. Okay. Like we had the NASCAR guy. Like a lot of guys buy the NASCAR, like the Eagle Goodyear. Like, no, 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 not yet, not yet. Now, what you should do with this, if I had this tire, and I'm crazy, I would go and get it signed by one of the drivers. And then that would be a way cool item. Okay. Yeah, put it together with... Let's get it signed by... It doesn't even matter who it's signed, because you don't know where it came from, so it doesn't matter. I would... This is something that... Go find Jacques Villeneuve. Get him to put his name on it, and then you'd have something great. Is it worth saving as is, though? Yeah, Um, of course. Of course. Yeah, because it's kind of... It's... But that's what I'm saying. Like, you don't know if it came off the winning car that day at the Molson Indy, or if they won the pole in that tire, or if that tire was just in the back of some guy's truck and sold in the parking lot. Like, you just don't know. No, it wasn't the last one. That's what I'm saying. Like, the make yeah. of the tire, <laughs> the make of the tire will make a difference because these are, you know, these are all verifiable things. The, so the race teams it? have very, very narrow yeah. options when it comes to tires. And they'll have rain tires and they'll have dry condition tires, all these sorts of things. Experts will be able to tell you really quick. Yeah, yeah. But you know something? Just the, the crazy part about me on collecting, if I was going to put something away... That would be something I would put away if it got signed or something. You could this type of thing. If you went to a flea market or something like that, you ask three hundred dollars for it. Yeah, you'll get it. Yeah. What are they going to say? Oh, go go next door and check see if they got a cheaper one. Right. No one else is going to have one but you. Right. Okay. But on the other hand, if you want to get rid of it, if someone does come along and offer you a hundred, don't say no. Okay. <laughs> what did your son pay for it? Nothing. He was a little kid. They just gave it to him. Oh, that's cool. Okay. There you go. Money for nothing. Other than the storage. He's got his storage. Yes. Other than storage. All right. Thank you. All right. Thank thanks you. for the call. Our next caller is uh, Marie in Richmond Hill. Marie, how are you? Taking my call. And what do you have? I have a doll here. It's a Jesse collection. 
and it's got certificate of originality, and it's got a serial number. Now, is it from about 1980? I'm not sure when it is. It's got serial 1991, the collector's doll. Yeah. Now, the Je- the images of Jesse dolls, yeah. Um, is that... It's a 1991, yeah. 1990, There was a lot of dolls that came out of that time period, and we're actually going to a house this week, and they have a stack of dolls four feet by five feet by six feet high of all box <laughs> dolls. Seriously, no, there was a lot of people because the marketing. Of course, yeah. yeah. Well, you must come a lot of uh, uh, Cabbage Patch dolls. I always think they were big in the 80s. Some of them are rare and worth thousands, right? Oh, yeah. Which ones are worth anything? Not anymore. No, ten twenty dollars. No, the, okay. the, 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 that was something you had to sell when the hype was on. Gotcha. Okay, and these even the Jesse dolls are between ten to thirty five dollars, forty dollars. They're not a lot of money, even though they cost you a lot. The certificate is just saying it's a doll, but it kind of if you look at it, you say, yeah, I know this is a doll. I don't need a certificate to tell me this. Uh-huh. You know, and I'm just I'm not trying to rain on, but there's a lot of them out there. It is not something that I would invest in. Okay. You know, like I have my story about in 1920. You got a minute here for a second. So you got Donald and Doris. Donald and Doris are trying to put something away for their grandkids. Mm -hmm. Okay. And they figure that, well, coal is important. Okay. (laughs) And every day people are using up coal. So 50 years from now or 100 years from now, there's going to be less coal around. Fantastic. They put away. decision. They spend $7.17 on one ton of coal. Wow. Now there is Marvin, Marvin, and Mavis. Marvin Mavis bought 100 ounces of gold, which was around $2,000. Okay? Now, we're going to go now to the future. Right now, that $2,000 of gold is now worth 170000 And that ton of coal, after you take away all the storage fees for the last 50 years of one ton of coal, they'd be in the hole about $200. Okay? Right. Or more. But you can't use the gold to power your steam engine, you which obviously do. people are using now, right? Good yeah, decision. they got bad advice from someone. So we're going to nominate Donald and Doris to the Dumb Grandparents Hall of Fame. Fair enough. Okay. Fair enough. Like Not that. everything turns out right. But it's, it's what I'm saying is some people collect different things. The marketing, it's like when I go and say this every week. As soon as it says limited edition, as soon as it says collector's item, as soon as it says uh, certificate of authenticity... For something that they just made in China six weeks ago, stay away from it in the plague. You cannot be buying this stuff. I'm, I'm telling the grandparents, people come in, and I've this famous story, a person spent $390,000 at the Royal Canadian Mint on collector items. He got 146000 back for it. Upon resale, yeah. Upon yeah. resale. But that's important because it's... Never. They're buying products right now. Anything you see in the post office. I'm in the post office the other day. But you're day. right. At that rate, you could have just bought uh, you know, a couple hundred toaster ovens, and you would have had the same return. Yeah. yeah. Or buy the real gold and silver. Or just put the money in the bank. And pure gold and silver. Yeah. Don't pay because it's got a caribou on it or something yeah. like that. Yeah. How rare can... How many post offices do we have in this country? How rare can something be if it's in every one of the post offices? But this is a limited edition purple caribou, okay. one-tenth pure silver coin that we're charging $122 for. How can you lose? I know. How can you lose every time? What if you're a pa- purple caribou fan? Yeah, know? but there's only seven. But, yeah, I agree. I, yeah. A lot of people get sucked in. It's yeah. supply and demand. It's like what we talk about. I'm just, it's just why I go try and get into the basics. It's like more people, like with the Royal Daltons. They were perceived as value. People kept them. They're not worth less, but they're worth less than they used to be. Or we've got your Hummel figures. Really cute. People still buy them. But they're not... There's a lot of them out there. There's more of those out there than there are collectors for them. Mm. But if I ask you for a spark plug from a 1932 Ford car, someone's going to pay me $480 for it. Original equipment, yeah. Or someone's going to pay me for a lunch pail, or someone's going to pay me for a, a, a lure, a handmade lure from 1926. They only made nine of are surviving. Yeah, lures are a big collector's item too, eh? It's, but those are also things that are like decorative. So people, you know, like guys might have a tackle box and then in their... Where they keep their gear, they mount. How some much of this wall stuff. space can one lure take? <laughs> I don't know. If you mounted ten of them, maybe they get good looking. Some of the ones that are like six inches plus are kind of cool. But uh, I know, but that's but why I know I... what you're saying about like even spark plugs, right? Like who would think to keep a spark plug? But you know a guy who's yes made a fortune in that. Yeah, and and like I say, I collect. Uh, like I talk about the old Jello boxes. I actually want one. I still haven't got it. I'm willing to pay two, three hundred dollars for, for an, an unopened in- Jello box. Yeah, from what era? To, from so 1960. From ni- the year 1960? 1960s. Okay. 
Yeah. You're going like, to have to call somebody that's like a fallout shelter. Like, that's where it would be, right? It's in the basement. There are lottery tickets in people's basements. That's why I have the most fun when I go down there. There's something on an upper shelf, and they say that old thing, or it's been sitting there for 50 years like that. Huh. This happens. All right. We'll okay. try to get you your dream product. Our next caller is Don in Oakville. Don, how are you? Well, I'm just great. I'm very interested in listening to this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> About the Jello box? Yeah, I hear you, man. Yeah. How can I help you? Well, I've got this print of the three 500 goal scorers from the Montreal Canadiens. It's autographed by okay. each of them. I don't know that there's a number on it. I, I will look when I get home, but I'm in the car right now. And I just wonder if it has any value. I want to give it to a friend who is uh, an avid Habs fan. Oh, I'm sorry. And that. That's Richard, Beliveau, who else? And uh, Lafleur. Lafleur, Richard, and Beliveau. Yeah, uh, Beliveau, the nicest guy in the world. Uh, he's passed, yeah. and Richard's no longer here. But they did sign a bit, and they were doing the card circuit. So their signatures are worth between fifty and hundred dollars each. Lafleur is still around. Uh, and he's the only guy who smokes, and he's still around. Um, <laughs> and it's uh, it probably the print, if the print is limited to how many? How many do they make of the print? I don't know. Okay. If it's a nice hat, this is a nice item. It's probably going to be only worth four or $500, okay? And that's if they made, they'll probably make 500 of them because 500 goals. Yeah, um, I think so. Yeah. I met uh, Morocco Richard at a uh, show. They used to have shows over the... Um, uh, what's that? Oh, no. See, I'm getting old. I can't remember the place. Oh, on Young no. Street. Here oh, we no. go. We're stalled out. Okay. We're... Yeah. Either uh, way. Hard Rock Cafe used to have shows on the second floor. Yeah, that's not yeah. old. What do you mean? That's not back in the day. That's two years ago that thing went out of business. I know. It's out of business, but I went to the shows a long time ago. Oh, okay. And Rocco Richard, even when he was old, had the neatest signatures in the world. John Belleville, the neat signature. He was a little bit different. Okay. <laughs> But the answer is, are you going to give it to your friend or cash it in? So the, the value is somewhere in half a grand. Yeah. That's basically it. But then again, you know, it's interesting because when you do have rare items and you go, okay, who, who's going to get this or what do I want to do with this? I want to move on. Like when you can find a great end user, there's value yeah. to that too. There's all sorts of different currencies in the world. And some of it is just finding the right home yeah. for items, for rare items. So maybe, I don't know. It's a good gift. Let me ask you another question. Sure. We've got a print of uh, Sidney Crosby after he scored the winning goal of the Olympics in 2010. It's signed, and it's uh, got the certificate of authentication. Okay. Now, here's the thing on these. Now, this is something that the man cave stuff, where they sell them for a lot of money, but the resale market's probably about $200. It probably costs four fifty or 500 new. And this is what happens. You'll see a lot of this stuff. That sports card show that I'm talking about on May 4th, 5th, and 6th at the International Center, there's going to be 500 dealers there. There is going to be the card manufacturers going to be there. There's going to be 25 different guests signing autographs. Some of them are actually going to be free. If someone comes up to me and Bogey, we'll pay you a half a million dollars in Zimbabwe money to take our autograph, okay? So you can find out a lot at that show. But if you're going to bring cards up for us to evaluate, I'd rather you bring them up to our store only because we are so busy, okay? Mm. This thing here is there's going to be 10,000 people there, all the dealers, a lot of people. For me, if something's one card, I can do it, yes. But if you insist on going up to that show and you're going to sell something, do not sell it to the first person you show it to. Get two opinions of whatever you're going to sell. What if they give a price that's higher than you thought it was worth? No, no, it doesn't matter. That that, that only proves that you don't know something. Okay, okay, that's what I'm saying. I'm trying to tell people to go and get another. You have to get a second opinion, okay? I can't overemphasize. There's a lot of listeners out there. And and uh, here's the other thing. Take the higher price when you do get the second opinion. And here's the other part of getting the second opinion. Do not get it after you've sold it. What about get the, your second opinion before you sell the item? What if they're really nice to you while they're trying to buy it from you? No, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you another a great example. Is that sometimes um, you know there might be an event where they sell special pieces of art, yeah. almost like an auction. Perfect example. Last yeah. night I was at the uh, uh, You're from Away show. The um, Come from Away, the okay. play. At the end of it, they're raising money for the tragedy that happened with those young okay. hockey stars. They have an autograph stick, you know, a 10-goal yeah. stick from Daryl Sittler, who I think is, you know, I've seen him at the theater before. I think he's associated or a longtime yeah. member. Autograph stick from Daryl Sittler. And they go, we're raising money 
for, you know, the tragedy, these sorts of things. Let's start the bidding at $500. It gets all the way up to, I think, $5,000, I think, what the stick is worth. Now, this is a charitable donation slash collector's item. Just because the bidding went to $5,000, that stick is not going to sell. It'll be pennies on the dollar. The collector's item itself is not worth that. Well, there's two questions I have. Is this this actual stick he used? No, it's a repop. There'd be a new series. That's, I think, anyway, yeah. So now I'm, I'm glad it's going for a good cause. That's what I'm saying. But a lot of these items, a lot of these uh, art items, they come not from tragedies that significant, but they're yeah. other fundraisers. It's an event. You're there. Yeah. To, yeah. 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 So I was going to say that don't always attach what you paid for it, especially at a corporate event with actual value of the item. Yeah, I ruined someone's day this week. They had a they had a rug they paid ten thousand for. I says, I'm sorry, this rug is worth seven hundred dollars. How did they end up with it? Like, what was the story? They just had it and they paid. They just they went into these. They got sold a bill of goods. Ay ay ay. You know, and I just sat there and said, No, it's not old. It's not nothing. It's not. It's kind of nice. Mm-hmm. It ain't worth ten thousand. You yeah. won't get that in this market. Right. And they didn't we, even get to make a donation to charity for a good cause, too. Yeah, they just got yeah. taken. Yeah, oh, they just got rough. taken. Sorry. You're listening to Consignment Heroes on Zuma Radio. We're live. We'll be right back. Estates have a sentimental value and a real value. Which one do you think sells? An estate appraisal by Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins is valued for the honesty and experience of Paul and Bogart, who always arrive with three options. They'll buy it from you sell it for you, or tell you what the estate is worth. And their live online auction, held every month, is a great way to sell on consignment. Need an estate appraised? There's really only one choice. Call 905-737-GOLD. Southworks Antiques, one of Canada's best antique malls, just got better by moving to a better location. Across the Grand River in Cambridge at 73 Water Street proudly stands the new Southworks Antiques. 25,000 square feet of antiques and nostalgia with an intriguing history for sale by over 100 vendors. Visit southworksantiques.com for directions. Then park free and check it out. It's a new beginning for a lot of old stuff at Southworks Antiques in Cambridge. Open every day of the year. This is Zuma Radio, AM 740, downtown Toronto at 96.7 FM. Welcome back to Consignment Heroes. We're live on Zuma Radio. Uh, some things to keep away or to, to keep notes here. Uh, Paul Kenny and Bogar Kenny, they uh, have a store. It's located at 10,341 Young Street in Richmond Hill. Their number at the store is 905-737-GOLD. That's 905-737-4653. They're open regular work week hours, Monday to Friday. And again, the address is 10,341 Young Street in Richmond Hill, just north of Major McKenzie. Our next caller is going to be Daryl in Guelph. Daryl, how are you? No, not bad. Um... The reason why I'm calling is uh, I'm just wondering what uh, a complete set of uh, 50-cent pieces without the 21s would be worth. Well, you know a 21 just sold for $200,000. What do you mean complete set? What is that? Oh, he he means, you mean from uh, 1858 to all the silver all the way through? Depends on the condition. 67. Yeah. What you've got, you've got a lot of key issues in there. It depends on the condition. Like uh, some of the key issues can be worth in good condition, can be worth $1,000. In ex- in uh, near mint, it can be worth $20,000. So I have well, to see the condition. condition. Yeah. Um, some will be melt. Now, did you collect them off the street, or did you actually collect them by condition? No, I collected them wherever I happened to be, and I just... Uh Okay. If they were the ones that I was looking for, then uh, okay. I put them in the case, and the rest I just uh, put aside. Plus Could be I'm several thousands about, of uh, dollars. Could be even on melt, it's going to be several, but several thousands of dollars. Because if you have the forty-seven Maple Leaf Curve Right, that's worth twenty-five hundred dollars. Okay. I got the curve right, the curve left, and the straight. Okay, if you have all of hey, those... you are going to have to start speaking English. Sorry, what are you talking yeah, about? Like, like, you're so losing everybody. <laughs> I'm losing... Okay, what we're going to have to do... What you, is a curve left? What is this? It's a variation. In 1947, okay, this is... When, uh, this is were actually made in 48. But in 48, everyone knows that India left the Commonwealth. We had to change our coins. Okay, so they put... Well, they did use the 47, and they put a little maple leaf to denote that it was different. But okay. they had varieties. What coin people love is varieties, 
Okay, now that's why this gentleman, I have to see what he has and what varieties he has. Because one coin, they'll both be set 1874 or 1870. One will have a, a narrow zero and one will have a wide zero. One will be worth $100 and one's going to be worth $500. Wow. So this is why we have, if you bring them in, we can go over it. You'd have to bring these into the store. Or I could come to your place, but it's better if you bring them into the store. We have all the, the, the right um, material, reference material there. But it does make a difference. If he's got a complete collection, like the 21 we talked about, even in bad shape. Talk I mean, about it again. What's the 21? Why, why is it rare? Yeah. They, they, they pulled them. It's only about 75 well, million. 21 was uh, uh, pulled back yeah. uh, for the war. Yeah. Well, no. melted down. Uh, that was after the war. 21 would be yeah, after. Yeah, war ended in 18. Yeah. yeah. So there was just, they made a lot and they just didn't have the silver. Whatever the reason was, they didn't, not many got out. A, a, a really bad 21, if I find one in someone's basement where I want to find it, it can be worth $50,000 in bad condition. Oh, wow. What Eight, am I looking for now? Say a 1921 silver dollar? Half dollar. Half dollar. 1921 half dollar. Yeah, and the same thing for a 1921 five cent piece. A 1921 five cent piece in not very good condition or is worth about $5,000. Wow. And I have immediate customers. Not only this, but the nice thing about these things is I have immediate customers for them, sir. So if you want to bring them in, just evaluation. You do not have to sell them. But I'd love to be one of the people that gives you a quote before you sell them. How's that? Yeah. Okay. Well, I've actually got uh, maybe about another uh, hundred fifty cent pieces. Okay. Um, I've got the uh, silver dollars that... uh, I bought from the uh, post office in the uh, pouches. Oh, no, don't buy. Okay, those are 50%. Yeah, do not. Those are not they're good. They're silver dollars. Yeah, they're 50%. From 1978 to 1991, they're 50% silver, and they're worth about $7.75 each. After that, they're they're sterling silver. But if you have the early ones, I would glad we what we do at our store, and I want to say this is we're 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 there to explain things to people. Bogart and I would just sit there, yeah. and we will say, "Here's what this is worth. This is what it would sell for. This is what we'll give you if you want to get a second opinion. You get a second opinion." But we tell you both things. We tell you I'm allowed to make money, but I'm not going to buy 1921 half dollar off you for ten dollars. Okay, yeah. it's if I say we can sell it for fifty thousand, you're going to get forty thousand for it. I'm allowed yeah. to make money, but I don't have to get retire on the deal. Yeah. If you have your other stuff, I'd love to see them. The two ways we can do it: either do it on consignment if you've got some nice pieces like that, or we'd buy them outright. But it sounds like you've got some really nice stuff, and you've done some really nice collecting. How's that? Sir? And you got a couple of years of work to unwind this collection too, right? If you yeah. want to find yeah. homes for all of it. Yeah, it'll take a bit of time. If we combine time with value, we always get more of it. We get more value. How's that? Okay? What would... Um, uh, I've got uh, rolls of quarters. Silver uh, value. Dimes, nickels. Come on, and we... What if they're rolled in the era, though? What if it's a roll if, from 1960? Are they bankrolls, sir? Yeah. What, if they are bankrolls, they are worth more because they're going to be mint inside. Okay. Again, you have to come into the store. Like I would say, the old bank tellers used to bring these home. There are people who've got stuff that is worth more than they think, but I have to see it first. Yeah. And if you bring it in, uh, or if it depends on how far away you're in the city, I can go He's see in Guelph. it. In Guelph? I'm in Guelph once a week. Okay. okay. But um, The other thing I'd like to ask is, uh, what are... Um the hanging plates. Remember the uh, plates that you used to put in a, a bracket and hang it from the uh, ceiling? Yeah, like Franklin Mint? Yeah. They are the bad things in this world, sir. You were doing great until now. <laughs> these things here, you can leave them in your driveway. They won't even steal them, okay? Fair enough. Our next caller is going to be uh, line two. We have Lisa and Vaughn. She's been on hold a while. Lisa, sorry for the wait. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. And what do you have? I have a silver-plated tea service from about the 1980s. Just wondered whether there's any value yeah. at all for that. We are the largest. We buy silver plate only, in the city. I think you're the only. Well, it might be the only, but we know we are the largest. We're the only, sorry. We buy silver plate for a fair price. We will pay between 2 and $3 per pound. We do not care what it looks like. We are crushing it. Okay? Okay. Mm-hmm. And we will buy it infinitum. Uh, if you have 500 pounds of silver plate, I'll gladly buy it. We crush it. 
If okay. it's on copper, we pay more. If it's on copper nickel, we pay a little less. You can okay. get the prices. We actually just weigh it right in front of you. Say, here's this weighs 210 pounds. Here's your $620. Yeah, and it's very hard to find a yeah. place that will accept silver plating and yeah. give you cash for it. And if it's sterling, we pay. obviously we'll pay you more, and we will tell you that more of it is there, okay? Okay. But, uh, yeah, bring it in. Uh, you don't even have to make an appointment. They'll weigh it on the spot for you, and you get paid out right away. Okay, great. And you might have, like I say, if you have costume jewelry, let's find if there's any gold in there, okay? Thank you. Our next caller is Frank and Welland. Frank, how are you? Hello. Hey, what do you got, man? Uh, not in Welland. I'm in Vineland. Oh, much better. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing just great. Along with his ice and garbage, everything else outside. <laughs> it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt the fruit trees. Okay. How are you doing? Not bad. Okay. Listen, I have NASCARs. Yep. Okay. I've got uh, Max NASCAR. Yeah, they're made up in Vaughn up by uh, Pine Valley and Steel. Car- trading yeah. cards for NASCAR? Yeah, they were made in Canada. The same company used to do work for Opeachy. They were printed and collated there and put in packaging up there. Okay. I've now, which one? Which set do you have? 1991. Okay. They made, now that is, uh, I think they used to sell them. Do you have one that in a tin or is it in a, like a, uh, a, a box that's about uh, 14 inches by 5 inches by two, 1 inch deep? Something like that. I got the original shipping box. Yeah, they go for about $200 if they're still the same price range. These are the same people who made your uh, uh, Memorial Cup sets. Yeah. And they made uh, Opeachy cards in 1990-91. But there was a lot. There was a lot stayed here in Canada because they they made them here for the United States market. That's what happened. But some snuck out the door here. Yeah. Okay, and that's probably what you have. But the NASCAR, and like I said, they also made a lot of ones you put in tr- into uh, cereals and stuff like that. Okay, thank you. Our next caller, is it Cheryl or Sharon in Uxbridge? Sharon? Cheryl? Sharon? Cheryl. Hi, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you very much. We're pressed I'm for time. i about some old books. Okay. Um, I have one that's always been a, a curiosity to me. It's called King Albert's Book. And it dates back to 1914. It was, it's an, a, a remarkable book. 1911 or 14? Okay. Yeah, I think, uh, wait a minute. It yeah. might be 11. But when, in any case, it was uh, put together to raise money for the Belgian people yep. uh, after some major damage that was done to the country. And it's got all kinds of things in it, including music, poetry, pictures from all of the uh, great men of that era. $40, $50. If it's really, it's presentation, it's like a, 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 what we use as a coffee book today. They made a lot of them. It's like they also had anything to do with royalty back then was highly collected, okay? okay. And anything made for a pub, for something like even what we did with the, the raising money for the uh, Humboldt thing, there's going to be a lot of some of this stuff out there, okay? Mm. okay? And at the time, it goes for a lot of money. Later on, our memories fade. How's that? Yes, and sometimes we forget to pay more money for it, okay? Yes. I find it very impressive simply because it's so full of vignettes yep. and notes and music. Do you and... sound like the right owner for that yep. item? I no, hate to cut you off. I wish I had to one to sell to you. Okay. <laughs> yeah, really. Uh, we got to wrap it up here for Consignment Heroes. We are live. Now we have to go contend with the weather. Any, any final thoughts for the... Uh, I week? still need listers. What do you I- mean? Well, I didn't get to. I still need listeners. We have so much product coming in. I need people to work for me from in their homes. Oh, okay. So this is your the items. They will have them at their house. They have to register online and sort of put prices yeah. up. All these sorts of things. Cataloging. Yes. There's one person I haven't got back to this week, but just because it was such a crazy week. All right. So where do they call if they go? I could do some part time work. Six four seven two nine eight eight nine eight nine. And a special thanks to show producer Joshua Barbeau. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.